Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. As we left off, the party began their trek into the depths of the treacherous cave that is Meteor Falls, in search of the Draconid tribe and their hidden village. After upsetting a massive protective Mother Agron, Cindy took deadly damage and is badly injured. While she is in stable condition and walking with the help of her friends, entering another combat could be very dangerous for her. However, the Quackopaco have decided they are in too deep and believe that turning around for medical help may just be more treacherous than finding the village. The cave is dark and mysterious, with strange geometric murals lining the walls, and the sounds of many Pokemon can be heard echoing through the rocky halls, accompanied by the murmur of a cavern river with many cascading waterfalls. Bat Pokemon dangle from the ceiling, and several pairs of eyes cautiously track the party from the other side of the river. The path forward is dimly lit by Cookie's natural glow. The cave splits in front of the Quackopaco in an even three-way fork. One path to the left, to the right, in the center. Schmidt, Gimli, Elodie, Cindy, and Sam. What direction will the party go next? Adventures go left. Okay, but before we do that, yes. does the mural <laughs> continue down all of these hallways, or just one of them? It's kind of dim. You you gotta give me a roll. Uh, perception? Yeah, Cookie's light doesn't emanate far enough for you to see deep in. Uh, perception. It's a 15. 15. The answer to your question is yes. Some of the murals seem like fresher. The the etching is done with like a black stone that leaves a sediment on, and it's a lot darker on certain paths and it's more faded on the others but besides that um the walls here are becoming increasingly increasingly more covered in these geometric murals all line art basically do we want to go down an older path or a newer marked path i don't know which is better honestly cindy which path would you take he's gonna say we're gonna take the other one <laughs> can, can cindy roll just like a, a insight vibe, vibe check vibe check vibe, yes. check, vibe check okay <laughs> Insight plus one. That's a four. Uh, vibe check <laughs> failed. Cindy doesn't know. If I the... point at the newer ones. Like, I think All right, we're going to the older ones then. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest looking murals are on the rightmost path. Does everyone agree mm -hmm. to go together? Yep. Yeah, it's fine. Cindy will follow along because she doesn't sure. really have a choice. You enter. <laughs> I need someone, just one of you, to volunteer a straight 20 year old. Gotcha. 19. 19. Got you. You follow down this path and it seems to narrow for a little bit until it gets to the point where you have to kind of march in single file. And then it expands into a chamber that has no holes in the ceiling. Uh, it seems that there is dried grasses that are laid around. Uh, it seems that when you step on them, they kind of just turn to dust and wither away. And most notably, inside of this probably 40 foot by 40 foot circular room, there are strange vertical pale rocks that stick out from the ground and lay in piles around the place. Can I touch one of the rocks? Yes. I won't make oh. you roll. You do that. It doesn't, it feels, how, how do I describe this? You get the feeling that it's hollow. Hmm. Guys, I think this rock's hollow. <laughs> cool. Oh, what if it's oh. a geode? That would be cool. Yeah, it's either a geode or 
something's prepared in those. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on it see if I can tell. And then roll, probably roll an insight on it. Okay, I was minor. gonna say. All right, let's just keep moving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll knock on the. Yeah, can I do that? Yeah, that go sense. for it. Yeah, yeah. Roll roll an insight. That is a twelve. Okay. Yeah, you knock on it and you realize it is not stone. It is made of a lot of calcium. You mm-hmm. are in fact standing in a skeleton of a very large creature. Oh. <laughs> this mm. is not rock. What? I see why it got narrow. <laughs> what? That was probably its throat. Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. Like, so, where, where did the skeleton start? I, I think we walked in the mouth. Yeah. And we are walking towards being pooped out. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta get that vibe. Yeah. Okay. Um, for clarity, it is dry and like dark. You don't have the feeling that you're being consumed. Uh, right. Right. I, I, not I, I, a lie. I want, to, I want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, we're not in something that's currently eating us. Yes. No, no, no. I didn't. I, I gathered that. that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This feels like we're in a corpse for sure. Right. That's fair. Just a general check. Who's whose Pokemon are out? Quacko. Cookie, obviously. Just just Trevor at the moment. Okay. Um, I think just cabbage and aubergine in the basket. Okay. Larva stars in my bag. Okay. I, I guess we keep moving. <laughs> We're in something, but it doesn't feel alive, so <laughs> how did something this big get in here? I mean, mountains and caves are constantly changing. <laughs> so True. But you know what that does mean though, is that there's probably other big things. Big Pokemon in here. I mean, we did see one, so. Not this big. True. <laughs> but yeah, I think we can keep going. I, I agree, yeah. Let's um, keep it moving. This chamber that you've entered from the right path does not seemingly have any exits besides huh. the one that you came through. Turn it around. Well, no. Unless there's a secret tunnel. How does he poop? Secret tunnel. Well, he doesn't poop very much. He's dead. <laughs> That's probably how he died. <laughs> Constipation. Could you imagine? That's a rough way to go, dude. <laughs> My colon, it's filling up. What do I do? Oh, God. When the mineral goes too far. <laughs> oh, no, he I crave too much too mineral. Much mineral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The title of this episode better be a poop joke. <laughs> He craved that mineral. So does uh, yeah, yeah. Does, does the party want to like mess around or do they want to back out and take the, a different path? Um, I do want to kind of smack one of the sediments and confirm that it's like if there's anything on the inside. I'm just going to pickaxe it. Yeah, pickaxe it. And you can do that. You don't need to roll for that. But I do want like a, yeah. a uh, just a d20 after you do that. Yeah, I gotcha. Roll. Uh, that's a two. That's a two. Yeah, you smack it with your pickaxe. And it kind of smacks on the ground and it breaks open. Um, it is for sure bone or bone. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like these tall like ones that are sticking out of the ground, like the one that you just broke. And it seems like there's little piles of bones that are like kind of around the room. Mm. It's generally very dry. Like smaller Pokemon bones or smaller bones that are part of this bigger creature? Hmm. Can I investigate that? Sure. Cool, cool, cool. That was a great roll. Five. <laughs> 
Uh, Elodie's not sure. The bones mm. do appear to be like the same age because like here's the thing. They're not fossilized, but they also don't have like flesh on them and they're not rotting. They're they're hollow mm. of their marrow. They're not new, but they're also like not really old. What does Sam know? What does Sam know? What are you asking her? What do you think about these bones? Okay. <laughs> what do you think about these bones? So. She she rolled pretty well actually. Oh. She says you're quite big. I haven't I've never seen a Pokemon person that's quite this large. I would imagine that based on the Agron that we saw, the bones that this creature belonged to was most likely a rock type Pokemon. Uh, she rolled well enough, actually. She, she could tell. She could tell. And she points to the bones that you guys, that Gimli just broke down. She says, you see these, like, tall ones that are sticking up? Uh-huh. She says, I bet this these are ribs. Oh. Hmm. Well, they don't appear old enough for me not to be concerned about these, so <laughs> I think we should go. <laughs> Before something really bad happens. It's clear that there's no other way to go, so. Sam gives a thumbs up. You all, I agree. You all backtrack? Out. Right. Right. Sounds good. Okay. You, without trouble, without hesitancy, you back out of the tunnel to around where you entered. Um, and you can see just like maybe 40, 50 feet away, like not really in the uh, realm of Cookie's Glow. There's like six pairs of variously sized eyes that are just kind of, just kind of looking. Oh. <laughs> Here, kitty, kitty. Don't. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> We're not doing that right now. No, this is not. <laughs> I no, need to. I need no. to know if it was audibly said. Please tell me. No, I'd let. I imagine that Cindy starts to, and Schmidt just like smacks his hand over Cindy's mouth and is like, "No." Okay. The percussive slap of the described situation causes the eyes to back off a little bit. It seems like they uh, are just spectating. You notice that they are at different heights, but they're all kind of wobbling. Hmm. One of them, one pair of them are fairly circular. One pair are basically horizontal slits. And another pair are moving spirals. They could be friends. Moving no. spirals. No. Anyways, it seems like they're not approaching you. They're just watching. Uh, you have two more paths to go down. Do you want to make some checks? Do you want to pick a path? There is left and center. Were they kind of in order of like newest to oldest? The paths? Of like the writing the, on the walls yeah, the in writing. the path. Um, no, they okay. were alternating. Right was oldest, left was second oldest, center was new. Okay. We did the oldest. Should we do the newest? And then Goldilocks it and then ended up on left? Sounds good to me. Sure. Uh, I yeah. vote left, but. Okay, we can go okay. left. No, I mean, good adventures do go left. That's that what I'm that saying. That's my only logic and reasoning. So. I've been <laughs> literally been saying that the whole time. Good adventures split up, actually. No. <laughs> not no. right now. Unfortunately, not when one of the party members is at Dot's door. Um, <laughs> although what? I would not be opposed to leaving Cindy behind. <laughs> Goddamn savage. Uh, yeah, let's go left. Left path selected. Uh, the party marches forwards, and I'm assuming that you're kind of like keeping your eyes on the, the three pairs of eyes that seem to be tracking your movements so you can't quite see who they are. Correct. Um, as you march down the tunnel, they stop like right at the entrance. They're just watching. They're watching you walk away. You are walking through this tunnel. You can see there's still just etchings everywhere. Rather than just being on the left wall that you can see, it's uh, the tunnel kind of closes. You can walk double file. You can walk side by side pretty comfortably, but it's on each of the walls and the ceiling. And furthermore, 
off to the right, there is a little creek, much smaller than the river that you were on before. You are approaching and approaching down the tunnel, and the creek expands a little bit. And in front of you, you see two mysterious shapes. I want one roll from someone that isn't Garby. It's a regular d20. Rolling. Ah, uh, that's a crit. It's a crit. Schmidt, with his Yo. keen bird eyes, is so in love. Maybe not in love is the right word. He is so, I don't want to say fascinated. He's so enamored with birds. He knows when he sees one. There is a bird standing on the floor. They have like a pretty cylindrical body. They're not very tall, probably like two or three feet tall. And they're looking down at a humanoid figure that is sprawled out face down on the ground. They're about 30 feet in front of you. The bird does not notice you. Okay. Um, am I getting like the bird is hostile towards this person or the bird is friend towards this person? Uh, that would be a different check, but you did crit it. So I will give you some information. It seems like you can't see the bird's face, so you aren't sure, but they certainly aren't hostile. They are just looking and standing next to okay. the collapsed person. I slowly approach. Okay. Are you intending to be stealthy or you just want to walk up? No, I am making my presence known. Okay. And just being the word I'm looking for. Here, birdie, birdie. Yeah, except just in a very <laughs> calm way. Okay. <laughs> um, Schmidt, you do that. You are not being stealthy, but you are walking forward carefully. This does grab the attention of the bird. And now that it faces you with Cookie's Light, you can make out more of its features. It turns around immediately and looks at Schmidt and spreads its wings, and it just stands there. Let me describe it. Um, it's got a round green head, a yellow beak, and it has a particularly long red tail feather. Um, its wings are white with very intricate red and black and yellow patterns. As it opens its wings, it looks like it has a second face on its chest, um, and its eyes look incredibly wise, and it locks eyes with Schmidt and just stares at Oh, fuck. Not one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> um okay continue with the game plan schmidt doesn't have this trauma <laughs> um just be like hey we're okay is your friend hurt uh give me we, a charisma we can help um i wish i was lying crit again <laughs> hell yeah Yo! this pokemon which i will describe as a zatu it locks eyes with schmidt and it fully comprehends what it's saying and without moving its body, it turns its head and looks at the person who's collapsed. And it looks at Schmidt with kind of like pleading eyes or like concerned eyes. And its wings are still open. It's holding them wide open. Okay. I'm going to slowly approach um, person on ground if the Zatu will let me. As you walk up to the person, the Zatu shuffles forward rapidly with its wings stretching even further wide. And it starts shaking its head no. And it looks up at no. your eyes. Okay. Okay. I'm backing off. Is this friend? Is this foe? Are you asking Zatu? Yes. Roll a... Roll a... No. Zatu's gonna... Okay. Zatu turns its shoulder again, and it looks at the person on the ground, and then it looks back at Schmidt, and it looks into Schmidt's eyes, and its eyes glow like a pinkish color, and it's focusing. Um, Schmidt, you don't really notice anything happening to you. Uh... And the Zatu keeps doing it and keeps doing it for like 20 seconds. And then it gives up and it looks sad um, and it turns back around. It looks at the trainer. It seems like it's trying to communicate something, but it just can't. 
do it. Um, Can Quacko interpret it for you? Since Schmidt has an easier time understanding Quacko. That, that is very, like, Pokemon anime. Yeah, but every time you're like, can, must send Quacko to do this, you roll well enough that you understand exactly what he's saying. Can can Quacko interpret? Yeah, you can absolutely try. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Any particular method, or you just kind of... Uh, no. Schmidt just kind of like looks at Quacko. It's like, you, did you pick up any of that? Quacko will kind of like cautiously march forward and quack at the Zatu. Uh, the Zatu's eyes flash pink again. Quacko's eyes also glow pink momentarily, and his it looks like his pupils roll back a little bit. And then I'm scared. And then they res- they return to normal. And he looks up at Schmidt, and he quacks. Is this a role to interpret now? Probably. Okay. What kind of role? Um, I'll I'll just go ahead and say it's seventeen on the dice. Okay. Yeah. Based on the information that Quacko received from Zatu, Schmidt interprets from this single quack that Zatu wants help. Its trainer has been hurt. However, approaching it may also result in you being hurt. Quacko doesn't know how. Hmm. Got it. Um, we have. Hmm. So maybe we can check. Doesn't Trevor have tremor sense? Maybe it's something in the ground? To guess. Could be. I have. Oh, which one of these fuckers? And he's got berries. <laughs> Tell me. The citrus berry heal people. Flame body. Damn it. Well, berries always had like weaker effects for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, people. but a, a berry's better than or a lum berry doesn't lum heal all like status. The conditions? the the issue is if we try to approach, we are in danger. Yes, that's no. I was going to hand right. it to Zatu. The if the Zatu approaches, the Zatu will be in danger. Is right, what I'm right. gathering. There's something how, around how this close person. Is the Zatu? Uh, the Zatu is probably standing like two or three feet away from the person who's on the ground. So throwing mm-hmm. a berry probably won't be effective. <laughs> so two to three feet from the person on the ground how far is it from us like 10 15 okay and we it will be mad if we try to approach any closer yeah i mean it's not a super huge bird if you really tried you could push past it i'm sure but it's posturing in a way that suggests it wants you to be careful right okay can we make any checks on the room see if we can find anything sure be my guest um are you generally looking or are you doing Specific. Just looking for whatever he thinks could be, or whatever the bird is trying to communicate is danger. Fourteen on the dice. Is that investigation? Uh, Would that be perception? I, if you're just, if you don't know what you're looking for, it'd be perception. Okay. Um, fifteen total. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, it's based on how Cookie's light is. It's very hard to see. You, as far as vision goes, you aren't getting a lot of information. It gets pretty dark beyond where the trainer is. You really can't tell. Um, you do pick up some sounds. You hear what kind of sounds like off in the distance further down, maybe like little chirps or like squeaks, maybe. It's like really, it sounds like small Pokemon sounds. It's like little pattering and squeaks. Okay. What fire moves does Cookie know? Um, hmm. Flame burst and fire punch. Okay. How big is this room? It's a is bit, that like 15 feet. Yeah, it's a bit of a hallway. It's about 15 feet wide, but it's very long. How tall? I'm going to say also 15. 15 feet. OK. Um, Would it be possible to shoot a flame burst up in the air and give us like a flash of vision for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Cindy, can you tell Cookie to do that? Cookie, can you do that? Cookie nods. And without needing to make a check of any sort, Cookie fires a flame burst straight up in the air. 
Someone give me another perception. I don't care who, but just one. Uh, I'll say since Schmidt is on the lookout. Yeah. So you still don't know what you're looking for, but now you have a bit more light. Yeah. Uh, 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can tell from the light that the tunnel goes quite a bit further past this person. And deeper at the end, you can see just a really slight faint of like a glimmer or like a shine. Uh, but not from like, it seems like a large face. It almost seems like it's from like a strain or something. From a what? From like a, a thin object is emitting a glimmer deeper into the tunnel. How thin? Uh, you were not able to Would... gauge from your perception I... check. Okay. I couldn't gauge okay. if it's like like snake size or like spider web size. No, you gotta add like the corner of your eye. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have Zatu make a check. Ooh. Uh, Zatu, with its wings wide open still, it kind of looks... Again, it focuses, its eyes turn pink, and the eyes on its stomach, on its chest, also begin to glow for a second. And it, it thinks, and it thinks it's considering it's using some sort of psychic ability. It turns its attention towards Elodie, and it looks at Elodie, and it nods. Amazing. Um, okay. Is it healing cool. smoochy smooch time? That's been the game plan. It's just getting right. over there, just, apparently, is an I, issue. Maybe yeah. it's nodding about something that I said. Are you asking that? <laughs> Yes. It shakes its head no to that response, and it kind of like hops closer to you and starts like pecking at your waist, your hips. Cool. <laughs> um, Kitty cat. Something. In something in my bag. Uh, Zatu looks at you and kind of cocks its head a little. I open my bag and present it to Zatu. <laughs> um, what's in your bag? <laughs> oh, list. Well, aubergine first of all. Uh-huh. Um, some lava cookies, Alumios Gillette. Uh, a Castilia cone I just bought, uh, Lumberry, Sea Incense, Repels, Super Potions, uh, Robo Cabbage, my map. Do you also keep your, uh, your empty Pokeballs there? Yes. Where do you keep your, uh, your active ones? They're, they're also in there. First and foremost, Zatu locks eyes with Aubergine, the little kitty cat, and it backs away terrified. Uh, and it's very startled by aubergine but it seems like it's still keen on something that's in your bag and it's up to you to figure out what it is because zatu's wings are spread open in a kind of a way that it's trying to block you all from um hmm oh okay i think i get it if you think that as a character but, you can like i mean this is a this is a riddle this I, is a puzzle so I, if- I i but i understand it with context of that me as a player is experienced outside of it's just do I say it or not? It's that's how you solve riddles, IMO. All right, Zatu are playing charades. How many words? Zatu's <laughs> <laughs> been good at words so far. Zatu is clearly having difficulty communicating. It's very intelligent, but it seems yes. like there's just kind of like a, a missing link. So. Well, Cindy's had her mind taken over by a pumpkin. Can Cindy try to like be like, <laughs> my mind is ready. I will receive information. <laughs> Yeah, um, if you can properly empty your mind in like a meditative sense, um, you can offer it to Zatu. Um, empty my mind. Do you want to try? Like to be possessed by a Zatu a lot of time. So yeah, we'll try. Sure. Uh, roll me an intelligence and roll lowly. Uh, that's a nat one, Chief. Actually, what? yeah, nat that's one. That's so sick. <laughs> Getting me right now. That's uh, empty that's my mind. <laughs> All I know is breathing and fine dining. I know. You know, I was... When... um, Best crit fail I've ever seen. 
whoever my mind. when Richie said you have to get in a meditative state and empty your mind I'll, had the thought of like well they won't have to try too hard there you go correct and they did yeah they in fact were already empty that's my secret I'm always empty <laughs> I'm always empty <laughs> <laughs> never thinking. Cindy, yeah, I never Cindy, thought sorry, Cindy's just <laughs> It's just the thought is there, she does it. The thought is there, she does it. Yeah, there's no containing anything. The the thoughts you're always empty. So I'm being uh, possessed by Zatu momentarily. Zatu takes control of Cindy's mind. Her eyes roll back into her head and she slumps uh in Sam's arms. I'm still assuming that Sam is like supporting her. Meanwhile, he has a vision of uh we should we should pull aside it. Okay, this is gonna be bad. Okay, so what you see is a is a flashback from Zatu's perspective. Um, oh. You are on your stand. You're walking down this tunnel that you are already in, and you look down and you look at your little red feet. You got little bird feet. Oh! Um, you look up towards your trainer, and in your mind, you have a feeling of adoration as you look at them, and they say something to you in a language that you just cannot comprehend. But you know that you trust them with your life. As you're walking forward, just about the place that you are literally actually in, in this tunnel, they just kind of stop. Uh, they like it's almost like they ran into something, but there's nothing there in front of them. And they kind of vibrate a little and they fall to the ground face planted. And you are standing there just totally very concerned. And you walk forward and you just are worried that if you get too close, you will encounter whatever they walked into. And then the vision goes away and we're welcome to rejoin the party. So uh, I was Zatu. I got to live a flashback. It was pretty cool. Uh, Zatu loves their trainer, trusts them. They're just walking through the cave. Everything was great. And the trainer seems to stop and run into something when there's nothing there and vibrates and falls to the ground. Oh. And uh, so they're afraid to get closer as to avoid having a seizure. (laughs) That's what that seems like. Okay. So there's almost, I guess, a barrier, an unseen barrier. I'm going to... Take out key lime. Okay. Ah. Because key lime has true sense. True. Mm. So I'm going true to sense. encourage key lime to step a little bit closer and gaze with its special eyes. Love it. As you send out key lime, Zatu like locks eyes with you and nods vigorously and hops over to key lime and like immediately does the, the pink purple eye thing and looks at looks at key lime and key lime kind of like makes an expression like, oh, and they like lock eyes for a moment and uh, Key Lime feels like pretty, pretty dang confident about the situation. Um, roll me just a true sight. It won't be too difficult. Roll me a perception in true sight for Key Lime. Uh, do I add anything for it being true sight or is it just a perception? Just a perception. You could add your okay. int modifier instead if you prefer. So that would be eight. Okay. Time for some more <laughs> psychic type shenanigans. Key Lime sees something relatively clearly. Uh, It turns to Elodie, and it wiggles her her little arms, and she goes, trying to communicate to you what what it is. It doesn't seem like she's, like, particularly, like, pressed about it, but she has a solution, and she's trying to communicate it to you. Roll me an intelligence for Keyline. Got you. Natural 20! Natural 20, let's go! Augers. Um... Key Lime spends some time like wiggling his arms and speaking, speaking. It's like, mm, I just I can't I can't communicate what this is. And uh, Zatu 
sees that the communication maybe just needs a little bit of backup, a little bit of support, a little bit of help. And uh, Zatu's eyes glow pink and they kind of surround Keylime like a pinkish aura. And right as Keylime feels like they're about to meet whatever solution to communicate that they need to tell Elodie something, they glow brilliantly white and they stretch slightly taller and slightly taller and they expand and their body grows and they become feminine and pretty and they are a Korea now. Hello. What the heck? Immediately after, Elodie feels like a ping in her brain. Like there's some sort of new connection established. And roll one more end uh, one more intelligence for uh Keylime the Curlia. I rolled a 16. Nice. After that seems like this connection has been established. Uh first off, Elodie feels like a feeling of warmth and friendliness just coming from the direct general direction of Curlia. Like they are glad that they have their powers enhanced and that they feel like they have a better connection with their trainer. Um and then in a moment, Elodie's vision goes pretty wonky. It becomes like a shade of pink and she feels like just for a second she can see different spectrums that she normally can't see. And what she sees in front of her is that pretty far down this hallway, she can see to the end of it because of her true sight. Um, it's, it's just a flash. True sight's normally 10 feet, but this is like a special, special Elodie true sight moment. She sees that stretching as far as she can see down the hallway, there are tiny, very thin strands of like rope or string and they have little sparks coming off of them, and they stretch down for like 30 or so feet. Then her vision goes back to normal, and Curlia is smiling at her. Thank you, Key Lime. They booby-trapped the hallway. Uh, how did they booby-trap it? With little, I'm guessing, electrically charged string tripwire type things, like in like spy movies, but like this is real life. But they're like everywhere in the hallway. And I'm guessing... That's what happened to the trainer. Is this your explanation out loud? Are you saying this? Yes. Um, as you say spy movies, Cabbage steps forward and puts on sunglasses and starts walking <laughs> haphazardly towards where the trainer has fallen. No, no, Cabbage, no. Cabbage, Cabbage, no. This is, a, uh, yes. you can no longer float. <laughs> this is not good. Do you actually yeah, restrain Cabbage? Yes. Okay. Uh, she seems disappointed, but understanding. Um, can we move forward and get vision on these strings now that we know yeah, exactly now, where they are? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you, yeah. Now that you know that they're there, you can probably suss them out. What's your intention with them? Um. So, Quacko has this new cool swag move called Air Cutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to shoot cuts of air at them. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm not going to make you roll. Quacko, you do that. How does Quacko do it? Is it a wing thing? Does he swing the leak? No, it's 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 the sword. It's like the yeah. sword glows with like a like a like a magical flying aura, uh-huh. and it just shoots like laser razor winds. Awesome, yeah. Quacko does exactly that, and as that happens, um, it travels a little ways down the hallway, and you can see a bunch of tiny and almost near invisible strings hanging from the ceiling and from the walls, just kind of uh, slowly drift. Um, apart like they've been snapped they've been cut by scissors or something and they fall to the sides of the walls cool is that all of them that i can suss out or it's all the ones in front of you to a depth of 30 feet okay um and the trainer is inside that 30 feet yes all right we're checking on the guy okay you do that uh someone give me a medicine um you know what i would but i'm not really a medicine guy how me to do it um or Elodie. Yeah, I, I can do it if Sam does not. I will. I'll do it. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Um, ten. 
10. This person is alive for a reason that you cannot determine. They, um, their eyes are just like half open. They are breathing very shallowly, and it seems like they are kind of stiff. Ooh, is it paralysis? Paralysis. Uh, we've got berries. I pull a lumberry out of my berries. Okay. What do you do with it? I hand it to Elodie. Okay. Elodie, what do you do with Thank it? Thank you. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Um, I guess take some some pieces of it and put it in their mouth. Okay. Give me one more medicine for that. Got you. Uh, dirty 20. Nice. Yeah, you without wasting any berry, you do kind of uh put it into this person's mouth uh with without trouble. You can't seem to like get it in their throat though. They can't swallow. Um and Zatu use psychic magic to make it Yes. Zatu, please, please advise Zatu. Are are you going to ask Zatu to do that? Yes. Okay. Um good idea. Does anyone know the move wake up slap? Generally on fighting types, right? Right. Yeah. I don't no, I do not. I don't think could a know. could a human perform it? Sure, if you want. <laughs> could a human perform it? <laughs> okay. Schmidt uses wake up. <laughs> Schmidt's gonna like walk up. He's gonna be like, "This is fine. I saw my mom do this to me all the time when I was younger. I don't know what I'm rolling. CPS. Uh, I guess strength. Strength. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. is an even zero. Yeah. Uh, Seventeen on the die. Yeah. Schmidt turns this poor person around and holds their because their head is sliding to the side because they can't support it because they don't have control of the muscles and he holds their chin vertically and he slaps them and as he does so all of the berry that was chunked up in their mouth gets like flung out from the power of the slap um and it seems like the slap has had no effect on this person okay i thought it would work um give me it's a lot of rolls for schmidt but give me a give me a (laughs) give me a it was a hard slap give me a stealth oh god Uh oh 17 yeah yeah that's good it's a very echoey chamber that you're in but uh mm-hmm. the slap managed to not echo this i guess this trainer has uh good cushiony cheeks for slapping and not making it be too loud good cushiony cheeks that's flavor text baby what's the Did plan he... zatu is kind of like looking around like kind of expectantly it's a little it's happy that it can be near its trainer but it's still just kind of like kind of sort this out how well, how is the trainer's body temperature like are they really cold do they need to be warmed up they not are... let me let me emphasize not lit on fire. I won't make you roll for that. Uh, it seems like they are about the temperature that someone would be if they laid on a cold cave floor for like thirty minutes. So uh, they're not warm, but they are like at a sustainable temperature for now. I have Cookie kind of sit next to them. Okay, Cookie to, like, does that. Warm up a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of nice, kind of pleasant. Hmm. Should we just carry this guy? Be dope if we had a wagon. Oh man, if only we didn't leave that wagon. <laughs> Not this again. I miss the wagon. <laughs> wagon. He's got to build a new one. Oh, true. Did the uh, Zatu not agree with the plan of psychically uh, helping the lumberry along, so to speak, or did it just not do anything? It didn't come up because they got slapped first. And definitely oh, right. ask to make that happen. Let's put the berry back I'm in. Gonna ask now. <laughs> You're gonna ask Zatu. Zatu's gonna roll an interpretation of that request. They roll pretty well, but uh, they nod, and you get the sense that they are going to try it. 
They see the berry that was spat out on the ground and they pick it up with their eyes. Their eyes turn pinkish and they kind of float. The The berry floats in the air. It's got a little bit of pebble on it, but, you know, it's fine. And, uh, and they just kind of squeeze it between this person's teeth. Their jaw is loose. And uh, you can kind of visually see a glob move down their esophagus from the outside. Kind of gross. After a couple moments, the person begins to wiggle their fingers and they look around with their eyes and they just kind of make... Uh, groans and like sounds from their mouth but it seems like they do not have full mobility are you okay the person makes a startled kind of sound but it's really just no words it's like Bleh. okay how uh, how half mobile are they they are at the point where they are moving their eyes and can use their vocal cords and like move their fingers and that's pretty much it would another lumberry help maybe uh, remember the stipulation that berries are generally less effective on people. Which is why one didn't do it, but two might. I don't. You don't think so? I don't think that's the answer. Can he walk? No. Okay. <sighs> Only we had a party member who could carry him. I can definitely carry him. We just don't want to touch him. Is that like, like a big ticket? I think we can touch him. I mean, Schmidt slapped He's not him, like... So. Yeah, he's not like poisonous. That we know of. Yeah, I mean, I can carry him. You want me to strength check it? Um, We're just gonna no, pick this, this guy is, up. I think this is another thing you don't have to strength check. Um, okay. I think you but can he's just... he's got the cushiony cheeks. True. I'll, I'll describe him a little bit. He's in, like, uh, he's got, like, messy brown hair. He's got some stubble. He's dressed like a trainer. He's got, like, a satchel on his shoulder. He uh, is wearing, like, boots. And, he's like, he's used to adventuring. But you're able to scoop him up and throw him over your shoulder. He's like, he's kind of Schmidt proportions, but a little bit shorter. Okay. I look at him and I tell him that his Zatu loves him. <laughs> the corner of his lips give a weak smile. What now? How is the <sighs> tunnel looking since the cut, cut, cut? It's a tunnel. Um, it definitely goes deeper. Are there still a bunch of stringy strings? You may not know the answer to that, but Elodie saw them pretty far down. Yeah, we should probably keep cutting. Cut, 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 cut. Um, or, or this could be your chance, Cindy, to destroy them all with fire. I was going to say, like, Cindy can use Flame Burst, which has a 40-foot range. I don't. I don't. I feel like if it's guaranteed to cut them, we should cut them. Right. Okay, okay, we can cut them. <laughs> I, 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 I place Schmidt in charge of that. So, so, okay. I do send Cookie up to the front to help with vision and seeing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm assuming maybe Key Lime as well. Yeah, Key Lime will uh, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, you march down this hallway. There's a there's a bit of a stream still going, still babbling, a little babbling brook. You get to a point where uh Key Lime sends kind of a an emotion to Elodie. And the mm -hmm. emotion seems like it's like stop moving. Does Elodie communicate this? Yes. Like this is the point to cut it. I'm assuming it gets cut by Quacko. Another worthless object I cut. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> I cut, I cut. Cortana. You you absolutely do that. And it's true. There was there were strings there. And they have they let off like a couple little sparks and they fall to the ground. Keep forward and then uh you get to a point, the tunnel, where you see something quite strange. A little weird. You see like a, a series of like tiny little holes against a wall to your left with one moderately sized hole that probably you could squeeze in if you crawled through it if you wished 
and at your feet, pretty close to the hole, you see just a generally vagueish object that is completely bound up, wrapped up in like a palish yellow white wire. I love vague objects. It's probably about, it's like, like two or three feet across. I think we should unwrap whatever this is, but also touching this stuff is a bad idea. Can yeah. Cookie magmagoo it? Another well, worthless object I cut. We don't want to destroy whatever it is. Like, be yeah. careful. Yeah, magma kind of destroys things there, hun. Yeah, it'll destroy the wrapping around. And, and the, the object inside. inside. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie uh, has some control over. What if it's like magma. a child in there? The child. I mean... Could Quacko very carefully cut it, do you think? With a dexterity yes. check, it could happen. Yes. He yes. cut, he cut a worthless object. He cut, he cut. He cut, he cut. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Ooh. Oh. That's a 10. That's a 10? Yep. yep. Quacko slices through pretty, pretty cleanly this casing on this object. And what re- is revealed from underneath is a yellow and blue fairly like serpentine creature uh you see like the side of its body it looks like it has like a tiny little wing on its side um and it seems like it's got a bit of a gash in it um it seems like a series of gashes one that looks pretty clearly that that was made from quacko from slicing um and then it has a number of little of, of pairs of holes on all over the side of its body and it like starts wiggling and squirming and it's kind of squeaking it's going in like kind of a, a frenzied way and it's trying to roll out of the rest of the casing but it cannot do it it seems in distress and it seems like yeah it seems like it's in distress that's all i'll say um first off sorry for the cut my b uh got a little lost in the sauce <laughs> second off uh can we help you <laughs> uh got a little lost in the sauce <laughs> iconic schmidt quote um, yeah, honestly, this this Sometimes she's getting a little lost in the sauce, you know. <laughs> this funny little creature is like writhing around, and it starts chirping louder. It's like it's like really frustrated and upset, and it's, it seems like it has an appendage that is stuck inside of the zappy string, trying to free itself. Do you assist it Can or do you leave it? Cut the air. Cut the air. Yes. Like around it, above it. What? What is like it? Like a like a air cutter. Oh. Are you what? What are you targeting? Uh, it, the string on it is it like just wrapped around it, or is it like wrapped around it and attached to a wall? It's strictly wrapped around it, but it's thick. There's like a lot of it. These strings are tiny, and there's just like a whole bunch on this little creature. Whole bunch. <laughs> this is getting into like some kind of semantics or BS territory. Okay. Um, is your intention you- to free the creature from the bind? Yes. Okay. Give me a dex check for Quacker to do that then. It is yeah, precision, it which is why I'm requesting. Right, but it's but you didn't want to get into the weeds of exactly how yeah. to <laughs> like approach the <laughs> okay the slicey dicey. <laughs> yeah. uh, dex plus uh, it's a thirteen. Thirteen, um, a good roll, but not a great roll. Quacko fully frees this little creature. Um, it flies into the air. It like has considerable hops. It goes pretty high. And you can see that it has two little appendages on its back that are basically rudimentary wings, but it doesn't look like it can fly very far. Um, it looks quite stupid. It is fairly serpentine. And it has a tail that looks like a drill. Um, it writhes around. It flops on the ground, and it seems kind of heavy. It's, there's a bit of a thud as it does. It's like, psh, 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 and it continues to scream. It goes, psh, 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 
upset. It's like very upset. And it tries to charge under your legs and back in the direction that it came. Do you attempt to stop it or just kind of let it go? Um, just realized what this Pokemon is. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? What is it? Because you said like yellow and blue serpentine creature. And then I was like, oh, that's Electros for sure. I thought so too, but now I don't. Now no, I don't. It, 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 it has little wings. And it has if a... you look at the, the, the icon on this Discord, you will find this Pokemon. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, I didn't expect it to go meet me, but I also like that tracks. Like... It's our boy! Yeah. Uh, Your boy is terrified and being very noisy and is trying to run past you. Do you do anything about it? Uh, mm, I don't like him being noisy running into the cave. Uh, can we attempt to soothe him? Yes. Or is he on a rampage? Each of you gets one action to do something about this little lad before he takes off. <laughs> hey, buddy, you want a gherkin? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm getting material goral vibes. So yes. any items we have. Uh, I offer him a pickle. Do all of you trying, have good uh, ideas right now? Because I feel like you do. Confirm if yes. you do or not. I um, have an idea. Can we do a skill check initiative? Rolling initiative. Because this is also a timer, kind of. Like, everyone's on a mm-hmm. timer for before this little lad escapes. Eight. What's are, we, are we adding our initiative? Sure, yeah, add your decks. Because that's like oh, how... Oh, eight. Fuck, I f- always forget that we do that. Um... It is how quickly you respond to a situation. Uh, uh, you know what? No, this is a skill challenge. I'm declaring it now. This is a one-turn skill challenge. Uh, I'm going to set a DC, and if you intend to soothe or lure or do something with the stun sparks, you each get one chance to do it, and based on the rolls that you make, how good they are will determine on if the group succeeds or fails. What are the implications on if you succeed or fail? Who knows? What's happening? Elodie what? first. I'm going yeah. first? Yes, Elodie is yes. first. Sorry, I didn't. Okay. Know. Rolls a dirty twenty. Oh, yeah. am I? I'm the person. I'm not. Okay. Little old me going first. Me? No, me. Um, you can only use Pokemon that you already have out if you wish to use a Pokemon's right. assistant. Uh, I would like to use a Pokemon's assistance. I okay. would like to have Keylime use a very calming heal pulse. Ooh, ooh! Looking at the character sheet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You may roll it. Uh, it just. The sheet says it just happens, right? Yes. This Dunsparce is behaving erratically, and I will need a dex check to see if it can actually connect. Sure. Usually allies, you will always hit for sure, but this isn't an ally. This is a neutral Dunsparce. In fact, it might be slightly hostile because you heard it. We've gotten a 10. Okay. I will suggest that the heal pulse partially activates. Um, I have that formula. I won't make you roll it unless you want to, but I will calculate that HP for Dunsparce. Sure. Okay, great. That is your action. Dunsparce has been healed a little bit. It is still keen on getting TFO. Schmidt is next. Uh, okay, I only get one action. Yep. Damn, because I have two ideas. Flip a die. Flip a, flip a die. Flip a coin. Uh, flip, flip, yeah, flip a die, bud. <laughs> yep, I'm rolling a D6. Um... Flip or die. <laughs> True. Yeah. Flip Either or die. flip or you die. Yeah. Uh, Evens? Fuck, I didn't assign which one's going to be which. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, idea ones is evens, idea two is odds. Uh, it's odds. Okay, I'm throwing a Pokeball at it. Do it. Chuck it. I have a great ball. I'm going to throw a great ball. A great ball, okay. Give mm-hmm. me um, your... Add your Pokemon handling to a d20 roll. Oh, shit. 
That was a good roll. Um, wisdom, one sixteen. Sixteen. You said you're using a great ball. Yep. Okay. The Dunsparce is encapsulated by the great ball. It clings to the ground, and it does a little wiggle, and it does a little wiggle, and it does a little wiggle, and it clicks. You caught it. Congrats. You got a Dunsparce. Hey! Hey! Keep it the trend. Uh, Winged things. Let's go. I can't believe right before the session we were talking about Schmidt be catching more normal type Pokemon. <laughs> True. Imagine I the mean, world. The opportunity came up. Is there is there any sort of celebration amongst the party? Are they are they enjoyed that this capture has been caught? <laughs> I will I'm not clap sure. For you. Yeah, I'll light clap. Like, A little golf clap. Yeah. Wait, okay. Way to show them. Way to go. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about the actual catch, but very good. <laughs> now that good luck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go, on speed, friend. Go on speed. God speed. Okay. The balls, hey wiggle, guys, wiggle. it's a it's a homebrew. You don't know what this thing can do. I mean, come on. Cindy asked a poignant <laughs> question. Cindy asked, "Does Schmidt's Pokeballs go wiggle wiggle?" And they do. They do. He has to make wiggle, a choice wiggle, wiggle. here. Okay, boo, 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 boo. Um, <laughs> wait, do they wiggle? Do they? Yeah. No, they, I... they should. Your team should be full. I mean, you you have one more one, Pokemon than us. Oh, well, wait, what's my max? Sorry, I'm thinking max was six. Your max is, it... is four right now. Four? Okay, and yeah, yeah. No, they, they hella wiggle. Okay. okay. Fuck, all the Pokemon I have with me are so good. But this is um, gone, Dunsparce. I mean, you, you could send Dunsparce yeah, to this, the box. This is literally... The, the avatar of Arceus, and you're going to throw him into a box. Can I request a character sheet before I make my decision? Um, yeah. I know it would take a long time. No, uh, it, we it, have the we have the thing that you can just switch at any point anyway. Yes, we don't um, know if it works in the cave though. I mean, it's true, but like, I mean, even still, like, you but can you could test it. it. Schmidt caught a new Pokemon and sent Buford back to the PC. There was a moment of like acknowledgement, and so there's some golf claps, some quiet golf claps. But even in this moment, you can hear off in the distance behind you the sound of Walter, the Dunsparce's little squeaks, just like echoing down the hall. And after a moment, there is a rumbling to your left from the part of the wall that's got a bunch of little holes in it. Rather than the giant mountainous steps of Mother Agron, it feels and sounds like many, 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 many small steps of many little feet. And they are becoming louder, rushing to your location. Uh-oh. Mm, that's mm. not good. Mm. I guess mm-hmm. the little things that were, uh, were whatever it is that did all this ropey I'm stuff. A, out of character, I have a feeling I know what they are, but... Uh, is it Joltik? I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it's all They're really electric. cute, though, but... Um, electric web would make sense, yeah. Well, we're still carrying the guy. Where's he? We do have cargo. Um... And and Cindy is in and Cindy not amazing shape. Um, are they Which surrounding? On, they? I was about to say, yeah. are they surrounding on all sides? Or you found yourself at basically the dead end of a tunnel, and to your left on the wall, there are a bunch of little holes, and it f- seems like the tremors are coming from there. Um, the holes are not very high off the ground. There's tons of small Bigger ones. Holes. There's tons of small ones. They're like a couple inches wide. And then there's like one or two like pretty sizable ones that are like a foot or two across. We should get out of That's here. That's for the daddies. <laughs> yeah, we should get out of here. Happy daddy. Uh, sorry. 
Can Trevor rock blast to start covering up holes? Sure, Trevor can do whatever they want. That's I mean a, true. That's a pretty cool idea. Granted that the small holes are like pebble sized. So is your intent to fill them or do you want to like barricade them? Barricade. Okay. Make like a slab of rock or something or just one big rock to plug it up. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. One big rock. One big rock. Okay. Give me just a strength check. This won't be too hard, but I think this will determine how successful the plan is. A dirty 21. Awesome. Trevor just kind of uses his mysterious earthen power to form a rock in front of his face and all these little pebbles kind of congelate together and they just pile up and pile up and then it just pushes itself against the wall. It seems pretty aptly sized. It seems pretty dang good. After a couple moments, lots and lots and lots of very small little yellow bugs come pouring out. Um, They are kind of fearless, it seems. They are kind of far away from you. They're like 15 feet away from you. And they are very small. As I said, again, they are tiny, but they are charging towards the party. Oh, God. For clarity, sorry. I'm using fireball. (laughs) I need to clarify. You had a good roll, Garby, but because of how small these guys are, they can just kind of squeeze through. I want to make that clear. Mm. So barricading them would work better to fill. I got you. Well, who knows? I won't go into detail. That's fair. They're coming out. They're cute, but they also seem angry, perhaps. Like maybe you've taken a Why meal from them. Why are they angry? Oh, they were going to eat this. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to eat Walter. <laughs> oh, were you going to eat Walter. this guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, they were probably going to try to eat this guy. Oh, oh true. And the dude, mm. too. Wait, what if they ate two the of their big meals. thing from the other room? Are you kidding? Oh, no. Are you kidding? Are they I like the scarabs that. from the mummy? <laughs> I'm so scared right now. I'm just trying to think of what would be the negative repercussions if we just cut Cindy loose. (laughs) Lame first. (laughs) We release Cindy upon them. Yeah, forget the guy who's like a paralyzed corpse. We'll, we'll holding Cindy him. I, I'm just saying, like, if we we bail and then Cindy bringing up the rear, just blasting through with them all. <laughs> I'm down, what does man. Larva Star have Larva Star has Ember or String Shot. String Shot could be good. Could we just like scare them away with fire? It. Like, are they That's afraid? Thing. Of it's fire? Like, can we scare them? Probably. Like, like he uses we... flame burst at the whole wall. Okay, you do that. They need to make a deck safe. Oh God, there's like almost a hundred of them. A DC fifteen deck safe. I'm gonna treat it as like a, as a unit. No, it's fine. A swarm. It's fine. The this swarm of Joltik fail. Cookie fires off a goopy little flame burst of lava, and you, as a group, hear tiny little squeals as hundreds of souls are immediately laid to rest. As they just immolate oh, in the flames. Why did you phrase it like that? Because this oh, is reality. Roll damage. That's what we did. No, um, they, they died. They, they have are, like one HP. They are tiny little spiders, and they are now gone. Okay, guys, let's go. They are still <laughs> coming. They are marching into the lava as it is still hot, and then they immediately immolate. And then, as it looks like as the lava is starting to cool, they pile around it and above it, and. You hear larger spidery footsteps coming oh, up. No. A knock in on the rock that Gimli placed. Can't 
budget quite yet, but it's clear that it is trying. The number of Joltik that you killed, there are now twice as many charging towards you. <laughs> Can we please get out of here? Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> On we gotta our way go. out, please, please. As we're, like, walking out, I kind of hold Larvastar up over my head. I'm like, you string shot, as we're, like, walking away. Okay. Um, I don't... Yeah. Lar- <laughs> as you're running away, Larvastar fires off um, some string shots, uh, just to hopefully barricade. Um, thankfully, Joltik and Galvantula, who are just very fond of spider webs and bug webs, and they actually move a little bit faster when they climb on the strings. So <laughs> oh, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> you absolute buffoon. <laughs> is the string shot string flammable? It is, but you, you, it's, this is happening very rapid fire. You haven't had time to ignite it yet. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to use um, fire moves? Can I, can I reaction air cutter? The string shot that was just made. Sure, 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 sure. Um, okay. I think Quacko should be able to do that without issue. Um, yeah. A bunch of Joltik fall out of the air from the string shot and back onto the ground, and they are still charging. Um, I'm going to roll a strength check for an unseen Pokemon. Aha, yes. Um, Gimli's boulder that he placed against the larger hole against the wall flies into the opposite wall and smashes. And um, you can see two large spiders several feet across now charging. They're not as fast as the tiny babies, but they are chasing you down this hallway. I need some actions from Elodie and Gimli. Gimli's carrying a guy, but like maybe maybe he has a thought here that can help the party make this escape. (laughs) What do we have? Let me see. I mean, fire seemed to do okay. Fire was great. Yeah, so I'm surprised it's you just, didn't It's just a temporary it. solution. Well, I mean, yeah, but we only need temporary solutions to get the hell That's out of this fair. section of the cave. Fair as hell. Because I can, like, I can definitely seal off the cave, at least temporarily. But I can have Cabbage give off a mystical fire. I don't know how much. Ooh, a dragon breath could be pretty good. Can we blind them in any way? Like to... I have Dazzling Gleam, but I mean, they live in a cave, so... Yeah, that will be even worse for them. Cool, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like yeah. the opposite of what you thought it would be. They never, they don't <laughs> see light ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're like, then what, what's the problem? They live in a cave. Yeah, they're like bats. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that, like, you know, they don't, like, don't use their eyes. So, like, they... Right, they never have to, so when they do, (laughs) they're just completely shook. Cabbage is dazzling gleaming. Cabbage is dazzling gleaming. I'm going to make three saves. One for the mob of now hundreds creeping on thousands of Joltik, and one for each of the Galvantula. Let's see what happens. Uh, The Joltik fail. What's the DC? 16. They definitely fail. Um, Galvantula 1 fails. Galvantula 2 succeeds. The Joltik, for a few seconds, which is a good amount of time, they all just scatter. Some of them just coincidentally keep charging forward, but it's not many. It's like maybe 50 or so. Um, and the other hundreds just kind of go up along the wall, up down to the river and like float away. Um, they just kind of <laughs> immediately go all over the place. One of the Galvantulas in the back just um, kind of stands in place for a second and recoils and doesn't move. Um, the other one charges forward. It is catching up to you guys pretty quickly. What is Gimli going to do? Um, hmm. Let's say. What's a cool thing I can do here? Also, Schmidt's thing was a reaction, I will consider. So if Schmidt wants to do one more thing, that's fine. Maybe mm. Dunsparce wants to get back at the buggy. Mm, would bringing out a Pokemon be in action, or could I bring out a Pokemon and do a move? Mm, it depends on what you want to do. I'm definitely leaning towards sending someone out as an action. I would recommend you use someone who's already out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't 
It doesn't have to be an attack. You can think of uh, other thing, it's a creative thing, if you wish. Yeah, I kind of want Trevor to like use rocks to like try to trip up the the Galvantula, rather want... than it be like something that's like a physical damaging attack. Sure, you want to. Yeah, your focus is stopping it rather than dealing damage. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Give me. Do you roll strength for that? Add your rock blast attack bonus. That's a eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, just for flavor, roll your how many hits you have. Uh, three. Three. Nice. Trevor launches three boulders with the attempt of uh, slowing down the Galvantula that is ahead of the party. As the boulders land to the ground, you hear like splish, splish as hundreds of Joltik are squashed by each rock that comes out, and more hundreds more just charge forward to take their place. Galvantula approaches the rocks, and Galvantula is going to make a dexterity check here, and it fails. Galvantula has eight legs, so it it does trip. Um, it doesn't trip for long, but it certainly has been impeded. It is not scarily close to you guys at the moment. Gotta keep moving. Yep. I'm assuming that I'm not asking for movement because I'm assuming everyone's running out. Right. Yeah. Um, it's all that's all an escape thing. Yeah. For how far you walked, it will take a total of two rounds of initiative in quotes. I'm just going to do spiders. I'm going to do party and it doesn't matter what you okay. do. You just all get one action. Gotcha. So uh, I think we just need action from. Um, how big is this tunnel? Uh, it's 15 feet wide, 15 feet tall, and blank. Same. 15, 15. Okay. Um, have an idea. Uh, sure. If y'all can cover me for a turn. Communicate it. Let's hear it. Yeah, what um, are we doing? Uh, uh, hurricane. Okay. 30 foot cone. Sure. Um, that's all of them. That would be all of them. Yep. Yep. That's the, that's the plan. Are you saying okay. dragon breath? Ready, ready, ready. Dragon breath into the hurricane. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. You can do that uh, on your next turn, if you like. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So, because the hurricane will be next turn, too. That would be this turn. Right? Uh, we treated the slash as a reaction. to, to No, clear. bringing out Jessica would be this yeah, turn. Yeah, he has to bring out yeah. Jessica. Yes. So, hurricane would be next turn. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the game plan right now. It's the game plan. Schmidt, while that's running, good. summons Jessica. She immediately, as someone who's very in tune with movements, she ex- she comes out of the ball, and she immediately knows that she needs to run. So she's running along with the party. Keeping clip. Everyone took an action. It is now the spider's turn. All of the little Joltics gonna charge forward. They're just gonna see if they can uh, catch up to you guys. Let me see if they can. They cannot. They are creeping very close to you, though. Um, they are figuratively nipping at your heels. They're very close. The Galvantula that was blinded has now caught up but cannot do anything. It used a dash for its turn. Uh, the Galvantula that was tripped is within like not melee range of you guys and it is like kind of far away so it will use an attack on electro web at disadvantage therefore your advantage all people need to make an advantaged dexterity save versus this electro web gimli has a high strength so i'm not going to dock him for carrying someone you said advantaged yes you know i'm going to dock sam if she's helping cindy run it's a two oh, no, no. <laughs> 19. I got an 11. I'm going to have Sam not roll with advantage because in my head she's helping Cindy. Sam gets a 16. She's fine. Uh, it looks like everyone saved except for Schmidt. His, his great deck stat. That's crazy. Uh, thank you for showing the proof. The electro web launches out and it tangles around Schmidt's legs like one of those things in the spy movies that's like make you trip. Schmidt. Trip wires. Yeah, trip wires. Did somebody say spy movie? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Schmidt falls he is essentially prone but he can still take actions 
And that's the spider's turn. They are coming quickly. The party better do something before they start melee attacking the group. Also, if the party continues to run, either at the end of this turn or at the end of the spider's next turn, they should be through the threshold of the tunnel. We're going to treat this as an open initiative. Whoever has thoughts, you mm-hmm. um, do like hurricane and I'm, dragon breath at the same time. Uh, I'm the only one that's prone, right? Yes. Okay. Um, if someone can free me, I think hurricane will just be enough. Yeah, I can uh, use my action to help you. Yeah, that is fair. Do we are we committing to that? Yes. Okay, I'll hold my yeah. action in case it's not enough and can do something after the fact. Okay, Elodie does that. Elodie sees that Schmidt has been tripped and helps him get up. It technically took damage, but I don't feel like tracking it, so we're fine. Okay. It's not much. It's not enough to be worth considering. Okay. Hurricane time. Okay. This is a save for them, correct? Yep, DC 17 strength. Wow, that's pretty significant. Wow, holy crap. Um, yep. <laughs> so once, It is a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> once again, I will treat the mob of now thousands of Joltik and each individual Galvantula to save. So the Joltik uh, get a two. The oh, they're f- obliterated. First Galvantula <laughs> gets a five. And the one that's been doing the best gets a four. Okay. Right. Um, that is all failing by ten or more, correct? Correct. They are all prone. Fantastic. The hurricane launches off from Jessica. She performs a dance. And all of a sudden, just a huge gust of wind bounces down the chamber of the tunnel. All the Joltik fly around the room. Uh, they stand no chance. They are tiny. Many of them splat against the wall and the ceiling. Some of them are splatting okay. towards your direction and like pelting you in the face. It doesn't hurt. You're not taking damage, but they're just like it's going. Like, oh. they're, they're all over the place. And there's like bug guts. It's ridiculous. There's so much of that. <laughs> um, both of the Galvantula <laughs> are they're They're pretty heavy, right? They're they're way more sizable than these little guys. Um, but they get thrown around a little bit. They bump into the ceiling. They take a bit of damage. And it seems like they're fully disoriented. The only creatures that are not confused, so to speak, are the ones that are outside of your line of sight. You can hear them, I'll say. But there's more Joltik that are charging out of the tunnel. Um, but it's going to take a while for them to get to you. So a successful hurricane. Very nice. Very good. Nice. Okay. Um, with that, uh, GTFO. Yeah. Yes. I will posit that any actions taken here... Assuming that Gimli wants to do the barricade strategy are purely for flavor for the rest of this action, because at this rate, they will not be catching up to you this turn. And okay. that is enough time for you to escape. So I'm, if, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask Cindy as well, where, when I put this boulder up, use cookie to seal it, please. Oh, with like lava seal. Yes. yes. That's, <laughs> that's badass. Okay, yes. that's, that's, way yeah. better, that's way better than like a flavor thing. Without issue... The party charges out of the chamber with an extra friend on Gimli's shoulder. Gimli gives the command for Trevor. I'm assuming Trevor. Yeah. Trevor to create a wall sort of barricade. Give me a roll for that. Give me a strength. The DC is low because this is kind of like Gimli's thing, but I just want to uh, see. I crit it. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Trevor summons an earthen barricade from the ground. That is pretty much the perfect size to go into this slot. Trevor kind of has like a little ping. Gimli notices like, oh, wow, Trevor like did something. Trevor, Trevor's picking something up. And oh. Gimli gets the sense that like Trevor might be getting pretty good at something. The wall is slid into the slot perfectly. Um, a couple moments later, a couple Joltik squeeze through, but it's not many, just a handful. Cindy, are you going to do the thing? Yeah, Cookie's going to fucking weld that shit. I mean, a dex for that. Part, part of my language. Um, oh, no. Cookie. Oh, it's an eight. 
Okay. Um, Cookie kind of lets out a stream of lava to kind of seal up the uh, the wall that's been made. It's pretty crooked. You know that Mario Party game where you have the jackhammer and you're carving out the <laughs> shape? Yeah. Uh, it kind of it feels like that, and it feels like Cookie's not very good at it. Um, but, you know, parts of it get covered. At the end of the day, the wall is there. It is more or less glued in. There are tiny little cracks that, like, one Joltik every second squeezes through. But they don't do much. They kind of just charge forward, and they realize their friends aren't there, and then they look scared and confused. Congrats. You have completed this challenge. Nice. And you saved a Walter and a weird mystery guy. Also a big plus. Let's go. What if his name was also Walter? Imagine. Holy shit. <laughs> so now we're going down the middle tunnel? Is that the plan? Do we uh, just assess our situation? Assess the situation. Should we go down the middle tunnel? <laughs> what's I mean, the other? What's we, the other option? Well, we made it. Th- we leave, but I don't think we're gonna do that. No. So. <laughs> okay. We made it this far. Come on. I mean, that, <laughs> this can, we, can we get okay, Cthulhu to do like a future there's, there's, whatever a f- site down this one before we get all the way down? There? Oh, like an oh. insight type deal. I can I'm just say we I have really like can do that. Six people we're walking with, and like three of them are injured. I can, I can have like Key Lime, like kind of lead the way for us if we want to try do that. And I also have site. a psychic Pokemon that can use Future Sight. So true. Oh, you have Future Sight? Yeah, that'll probably be better than just my Tree Sight. True. Yeah, let's lasagna, see what, lasagna is big brain, dude. Let's see what Lasagna has to say. Yeah, roll me, <laughs> roll me an int for Lasagna, and then there might be another int for like communicating it. Lasagna is very psychically powerful, but it doesn't share the species characteristics that the Ralts line does of being very connected. Mm. To yes. So, so do it, it twice. It you said. Rebuild a house. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I got an eighteen on the actual future site. That's great. Oh, and then I got a twenty-two on the <laughs> on the communication. Um, Russell. He's smart. Russell's eyes rolling back in the back of his head and his gem glows a little bit. As the gem glimmers, you can see behind you that those three floating figures are still there, still kind of skittish, still not doing anything, but they're just watching you. The glow reveals their forms a little bit. You might, each of you might want to roll more to know for sure, but it seems like all three of them are one floating, two have like rocky carapaces. Anyways, at the end, at the end of the future site, Lasagna turns around and looks at Gimli and he like, does like a little shuffle and like a little shrug, and then he looks at Gimli confidently and gives like a thumbs up with a claw. All right, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so Lazani thinks it's probably pretty safe. <laughs> I Seems a all right. Nine to look at the 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 friends who've been watching us. A nine. Do it. Can I add a modifier to it? Yeah, it'd be your wisdom. Well, you're investigating, so I bet that might also be wisdom. I forget. Oh, uh, that's a plus three. That's a plus three, so it's like a twelve. Twelve. Yeah, you you haven't. Well, Cindy, uh, Cindy might have seen these Pokemon before, but she doesn't really recognize them. Two of them look like they might be familial and like one of them looks kind of out of place, but like it looks in place in this environment, but it doesn't look like it's like related to the other two. And again, one has circular eyes, one has horizontal eyes and the other one has swirling eyes. Those two could be brothers, but (laughs) the other one uh, could be friends. Which are two the two that look related? Like which which eyes are, are related? Oh, the round ones and the horizontal ones, not the swirly ones. Okay. But again, they look kind of um they don't look aggressive at all. They don't look hostile. They look curious. That's the main takeaway here. Um also the one with the swirly eyes, don't you can't really tell. Like the swirly eyes were when lasagna's gem lit up, the swirly eyes were harder to see, which is kind of weird. Mm. Um, it almost felt like this little floating creature was wearing sunglasses or something. Something was obscuring your ability to see the swirly eyes. Hmm. I'm going to ask Cabbage to wave at them. 
Okay. I have cabbage roll of charisma. Cool. Uh, 13. Okay. They kind of just float around. Uh, they don't float away. They don't float towards you, but they just are kind of vibing. You could get a better look at them now if you wish. I would will... like to, yes. I think that charisma is enough to not play any games and to just uh, reveal what we're looking at here. One of the Pokemon, the first one with the round eyes, is in the shape of a moon. It looks like it's entirely made of rock, and it has a mouth that kind of looks like a beak. The second one looks like it is in the shape of a sun. It has mm-hmm. jagged little parts that stick out of its body, and it uh, has horizontal eyes, and its eyes around its eyes also look like little sun shapes. The third one kind of looks like a star. It's in a star shape, mm. but it's like chunky. It's, it's like a chubby star, and it has five little appendages that stick out of small holes on the outside of its body. Oh. Uh. Uh. Okay. They're so cute. So cute. They're just vibing. They're just checking you out. You don't have to do anything with them if you don't want, but they are there. They're friend-shaped. They are so (laughs) friend-shaped. Can I hear kitty kitty them? I ask the party quietly. Oh, you're asking the party. (laughs) I give my full consent. Um, sure. (laughs) Yeah, they seem fun. Here, kitty kitty. Roll charisma. I love how Cindy does this and has like no charisma. Oh, hello. It's a 19. Yeah. Um, These little rocky friends have seen the four of you enough and know that you're not going to attack them. They feel pretty confident. They all float over and they're all just checking you out. They're vibing. Uh, They're a little weird. All of them have like really weird kind of disturbing faces, but they clearly mean no harm. Um, They just float around. They look at all of your eyes. They look at your Pokemon. They get up really close to cabbage and they're like, they're scoping you out. They feel comfortable. Seems what like, color hey. is the swirly eyed boy? Can't tell because their body is covered in a rocky shell. They, <gasps> it seems like there is a rock film or like a filament that is in front of where their eyes are. And if you look really closely, you can see their swirling spiral eyes. It's just too well lit around Cookie. In the darkness, you could see them very clearly. Oh, I see. The moon and sun-shaped one, Lunatone and Soul Rock, just kind of very elegantly float around. The star-shaped one, Minior, kind of bounces as it floats. Seems like they might just follow you for now. They've, I mean, they've clearly already been following you, but they're going to follow you closer. Okay. You I go just down got another Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to <laughs> catch another one. I mean, you can. Oh, wait, you also don't have like, to. fiery or no? Soul Rock is literally a sun. Yeah, I mean, it for, well, okay, above table, Soul Rock is not a fire type. Um, right, it's not a fire type, it's rock psychic. It has fire affinities, we'll say. Okay, that's what it I thought. Learn some fire moves, yeah. Mm. I guess okay. in a similar vein, if you have to pick a third type for Lunatone, it might be fairy, uh, because it gets like moon blasts and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Are we are we dividing yeah. up these four amongst mm-hmm. the party right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Technically, they're all good for Gimli, so you guys better back off. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're all rocks. So That's like... what I'm thinking. Does Gimli want all of them? <laughs> no. Gimli gets a brand new party. You, 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 you guys can just let them follow you, and you can suss it out. You don't have to. Yeah, commit. I think that's probably. I mean, yeah, I, don't I wasn't planning on catching him yet. Yeah, right. We'll see. Congrats, we'll yeah, congrats sure. on your generally increasing gradual charisma checks. It was important in their trust. Middle hallway time? Middle hallway time. Middle hallway time. This one ramps into like an upwards direction for a little bit. It's like a little bit of a hike. That being said, it's fairly easy to walk. It's not like a steep slope. It seems like this path that you are walking, slightly more tread than the other two that you were taking. As you go up, you find yourself 
in yet again another long hallway but it gradually begins to widen rather than like 15 feet it's probably like 20 or 30 you can hear the sound of water flowing beneath you the murals all around you uh they pick up in description and intensity and their color is more distinct again it's all line art it's all very geometric lots of circles triangles and squares that are connected with lines um there's no other color there's as far as you can tell no language or shape but you find yourself to a threshold that off in the distance you can see light not bright light but like maybe moonlight or something standing in front of that threshold is a creature admittedly it looks quite menacing from what you can see its entire body is basically a mouth it's pinkish purple and it seems like it has strange holes all over its body and it is just breathing and watching as it breathes you can hear whistling throughout its body and there's just kind of a really deep bassy rumble as you approach. Mm. <laughs> is it exploud? Loud friend. No, 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 no. Get Cindy away from this guy. <laughs> you are within eyesight of each other. Just at the end of the hallway. Where else to go? It's not attacking you. So he, he's not hostile. He's just he's, kind of vibing. Yeah, he's probably chill, right? As far as you can tell, he's just vibing. Has he ever been chill? <laughs> Has an exploud ever been described as like, chill? Like, I've, ever, I've never looked at exploud, but like, that guy just vibes. I don't know. Have you seen him with his mouth closed? He looks pretty silly. Yeah. I want to yeah. see it. Someone ask um, exploud to close his mouth. Hey! Close your mouth, dog. You're going to catch a fly. Can I politely ask our loud friend to, or if the Draconi? What's the tribe's name? Draconid? If the Draconid tribe is in this direction. Sure, yeah, roll a charisma. Okay, 14. He looks distraught. He looks like they ran out of, like, they ran out of something at the buffet. And he's really upset about it. Cindy moves towards uh, this creature and asks, is the Draconid village past here? The Exploud takes a deep inhale, starts to oh, close its mouth, and it pulls its head back. And then, from behind the Exploud, comes a person. There is a man. He comes forward and he says, Oh, Aster, looks like you made a new friend. And Exploud releases his breath and looks up at this man. This man is probably like six foot three, six foot four. He's pretty tall. Um, he's a bit of a silver fox. Uh, he's pretty muscular. Uh, he's wearing a robe of sorts that is like a really deep V into his chest. And you can see his defined pecs. He's got pretty powerful muscles and he's got gray hair, but he just he looks old. He does look old, but he looks very fit for however old he might be. He's wearing pants of some sort of material. They are dark colored. He's wearing sandals and he has a cape behind him is a Pokemon that looks familiar, but you have never seen quite like this. You all had an encounter in the desert, so you know for sure that this is a Skarmory, but it looks Quite a bit different. Uh, it has two curved horns on the top of its head, and its metal has like a bluish sheen to it. Its talons look especially sharp. The man walks forward, and he kind of nudges the Exploud aside. And said, "Sorry about that. That's Aster. He's our little guardian. I'm assuming your trainers who are here for the Millennium Festival. Yeah, we sure are. Uh, did we find it?" <laughs> he says, "I welcome you to Draconid Village." And he kind of oh. and he cheats his shoulder out, and you can see past him. A really incredible sight. I will describe it in more detail in a moment. I kind of want someone to give me an insight check. I can do it. Okay. Um, Mr. Sauce. Yeah, true. That, make, that tracks. Uh, that tracks. Based off wisdom. This is a 12. 12? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Schmidt, who is generally suspicious of people, really likes this guy. Uh, he obviously doesn't Thanks. trust him or anything, but he has this kind of energy that makes Schmidt feels like he's known him for a long time. It's the deep V, yeah. Oh, true, buddy. <laughs> he's like, I respect that look. <laughs> respect the look. He's respect got the, the look. Bird. He's got the look. He he. Kinda... Oh shit! Is this? <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> Are you my dad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, father check. <laughs> Are you? Eternity Are you? Test. Are you asking this? Do you want to roll no, for fatherhood? No. <laughs> Wait, can I dad check him to see if he is <laughs> oh, from one dad to another? Yeah, yeah. You want to? Yeah, dad check him. Do it. Sure. <laughs> if you want to. Uh, what is what is dad check based off of? Who's doing is that, it? Is it Schmidt or is that is it wisdom? It's me. Schmidt okay. is checking yeah, right now. Let Garby do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking the vibes and see if there's a resemblance. Roll it. Like, roll it off of strength. Oh, it's off of bro. It's a dad check. It's a dad check. <laughs> I got a twenty-three. You got a twenty-three. <laughs> um, what what are, what are you seeing? Just I'm like basically looking at the like I'm like is it did, like this man think I think he's a father and then I'm looking at like the TV be like uh, is it Schmidt's father? Um, <laughs> Somehow with your twenty-three, you think it's kind of silly how like you you look between them and you're like. Huh? They kind of present themselves really <laughs> oh similarly. Oh um, my god! This this one guy, he's like uh, they're about the same height, but this man has he's old for sure. He's really old. Yeah. You would assume he's too old to be Schmidt's literal father. Okay. You get dad vibes from him. You feel like he is okay. a father, but uh, he's he's maybe a little too old for that. He looks like a super fit seventy five year old, basically. Okay. Um, I'm he's... on the floor just to make that canon. <laughs> You're on the floor right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, there's a similar, there's a similar like assuredness. There's a similar confidence. There's uh, weirdly, he's wearing like kind of like a, uh, you know, a cultural clothing for sure. But like mm-hmm. the the deep V on the robe and the cape kind of like gives you Schmidt energy. Um, yeah, I'm just and, like I feel the same vibe right yeah, now. Yeah, you're, you're, there's a there's a certain similarity to it. But you, yeah, it's it's funny. It's more than anything, it's funny. Anything else? Any other checks you want to do before he escorts you into the village? Nah, I'm good. He has a friendly smile. And he says, welcome, everyone. My name is Walker. I will introduce you to Draconid Village. And he kind of marches forwards and there's uh, his metal bird turns behind him and he kind of ushers you to follow. Do you follow him? Yeah. What's your bird's name? <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty unique. What's his name? He says, oh, my Skarmory? Her name's Titania. Titania? <laughs> Correct. Titania Any- means uh, fairy queen, right? It could mean a lot of things. Anyways, Walker and Titania guide the party down to Draconid Village. You descend down a staircase. It seems like you were sloping up through the tunnel, and now you're going down. From the tunnel threshold, it expands to reveal a truly massive sunken crater, uh, hundreds of feet across the center of this cave, with a small town residing in the center. Strangely, this chamber that you've entered has a ceiling, so to speak. It's about 100 feet in the air. There is, in fact, there's rock covering, but there's tons of variously sized circular holes that you can see moonlight and starlight filtering through. In the center of the village is a stage of some sort, about 60 feet across and very ornately decorated. It's reminiscent in aesthetic of the etchings you found on the walls on your way here. In fact, the cave floor, the walls, and the ceiling, every part of this village, every rocky surface, is completely covered in stylized geometric etchings. Some of them are crisp and dark and legible, and others are kind of 
almost entirely faded away. There are banners that fly from the cave wall around the central stage, and there are small homes, gardens, and businesses forming a circle around the platform at the center of the depression. There's even a small lake to the northeast. There are a little more than a dozen people off in the distance with Pokemon just kind of milling about. You march down a steep, steep staircase, and Walker makes some small talk along the way. He notices that Gimli is carrying a person who cannot move, and Cindy seems to be limping, limping, and he asks, it must have been a treacherous journey for you. I'm assuming you would like to see our, our healer. That would probably be for the best, yes. Yeah, what's with the whole, like, um, very treacherous journey, no signs telling us where to go type beat? Walker looks a little sad, and he says, I must apologize. For millennia, us draconids have tried to keep our location secret uh, to preserve our culture, and due to unforeseen circumstances, we've decided that uh, we'd like to do the, all that we can to bring as many visitors as we can here for this particular Millennium Festival. Only happens once every thousand years. We assigned our friend Aster to welcome people in, but it seems like it's not going particularly well. That being said, there's a, about a dozen trainers that have found their way here to enjoy our culture and our experience, and we'd like to show them a really great time. And you are among them, so as such, I intend to give you the greatest of hospitality, as soon as we descend these stairs, I will introduce you to our healer, Toma Toma. Thank you. We appreciate okay. it. Yeah, we don't know this guy. We found him. Yeah, he's been paralyzed. We don't even know his name yet, but hopefully we can figure that out for him. <laughs> but the Zatu loves him so much. Walker peeks at him with wrinkled eyes and he says, Galvantula, probably. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we yeah. can confirm that. <laughs> can, yeah, can confirm. He says, that's uh, fine. We can take care of him. I fell off an Agron. <laughs> Uh, Cindy, we don't want to scare them yet with your antics. <laughs> Walker lets out a chuckle. He says, ha, Agron riding. I'm, I don't have the bravery for that, but uh, our friend Jinga, who you'll meet soon, he's tried that many times. He's succeeded as well. Glad, that sounds sick. Glad to have he's... a trainer like you among our ranks. <laughs> Do not allow them to meet. No. <laughs> um, and the same energy. Now is your opportunity for small talk before he takes you oh. all the way down. So what do these, like, patterns and lines and shapes mean? He says, these are cultural Draconid tribe drawings. Our eldest ancestors depicted them here. If you're asking about what they mean, their symbolism, uh, they, they mean quite a number of things. They tell stories. They are pictograms, so to speak, that tell the story of our culture and our history. Yeah, we know some of them seemed newer than some of the older ones. Obviously, you've been telling stories over time, but... You guys keep doing it? He says, absolutely. It's a continuous project. We do our mm -hmm. best to, to refresh the older ones as well when we're able to. But however, we haven't had much of the opportunity to go deep into the caves and clean them all up. So, so what made this Millennia Festival so different for you guys? He says, it's, it's a bit of a story, and we will certainly get into that. Mm -hmm. More or less, we just really wish to share our culture with the people of Hoenn this particular time. We are, we're very interested. Uh, Gimli, you may roll an insight. Um, 14? He is not lying. Mm -hmm. There is a secret sadness to what he is saying. Oh, yeah, he's holding back stuff. Okay. Yeah. You require human sacrifice. <laughs> oh my god! Well, good thing with the paralyzed guy. We don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, oh. This is a very steep staircase, so I'm going to keep asking if you want to ask him questions before you arrive. I do, I do have a question. Yes. Um, have two people 
come through here, or at least arrived here, uh, and then I describe River and Beckett. Okay, he's gonna make a roll. Going to think, and he says, "We have a we have a couple of couples who've showed up, but no one that matches your description. I haven't heard of them." Okay. Mm. Well, have you heard of? Uh, have you you know everything that's going on? Uh, you know, outside with NRG. He raises an eyebrow, and he says. I'm not particularly familiar with uh, certain names or uh, people or Pokemon or whatever it is that you're referencing, but we are keenly aware the troubles that have been plaguing the Hoenn region as of late. Any other stuff while he walks you down? Um, did Symmetra get to ask questions? Uh, she didn't. I'm not sure she has any to ask. She's kind of just taking it in. Okay. She is helping Cindy down the stairs, but her eyes look fascinated. It seems like she's really glad that she's here. Okay, I like nudge her. I'm like, do you want to ask him something? Her mind seems a little occupied, and then she kind of turns to you and she says, oh, no, uh, we, we, we can talk later. I'm just enjoying the view right now. Okay. The view is spectacular. Um, it's There's just an incredibly enormous crater, larger than anything you've seen, and there's just a town in it and a lake. And if you look up, hundreds of feet up, there's a roof made of stone that has little holes in it where you can see the moon and the stars. It is honestly quite beautiful. Did Lunatone, Soul Rock, and Minior follow us in? Roll of perception. That's a seven. You see, as you look up at the ceiling, there are, from the holes that are in the ceiling, you can see very, very, very far in the distance, tiny little dark figures moving in and out of the holes, like going back outside, going back inside. There's seems to be a sort of transit. Not transit. There's a there are creatures that are moving about between inside Dragon and Village and outside. Oh, cool. Just going to make sure that's it for everyone. You'll have another opportunity to chat and ask questions and whatever you need. But as far I as think the healer, the healer is a big one. That is at the forefront of Walker's mind. He says quickly, I'll take you to our healer. And you arrive at the bottom of the stairs and he enters um, a house. I, I don't want to describe it as a hut because it's really not so. It's made of stone. It has a, a, a pointed triangular roof. Um, and he moves back a, a, a hide of some sort or a leather to open you in through the door. And you all enter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Right. Absolutely. There you see three people. They are sitting around. Allow me to describe them to you. They have Pokemon among them as well. It seems like this is kind of like a common area, conference hall, kind of uh, also there's like a bed that could be a place where people are healed. Who knows? Allow me to describe. Sitting at the table. Drinking a tankard of something that's presumably alcoholic is a very large man. He has rusty orange features with tinges of gray through them, and he's exceptionally hairy. He's about the same height as Walker, but he is impressively strong. He is sitting and reading a parchment of some sort, um, drinking the ale, and sitting next to him on the ground, taking a nap, is what is simply just a T-Rex. It is a large dinosaur Pokemon, it seems particularly rocky it has a crest of some sort around its head and it is snoring quite loudly um it is very impressive looking walker introduces you he says jenga say hello and he jenga is this man with the rusty hair and the tyrantrum and he just kind of raises his glass and goes ah to the trainers he introduces you to another man one once again looks a little old he is kind of portly uh he has black hair that is pretty much a bowl cut that surrounds his head and it's got tinges of gray and silver in it. And he is joined by a Pokemon that looks a lot like Sligoo, but it is strictly purple um, and it's quite a bit bigger and it's kind of chonky. And he's just kind of reclining in a stone chair that has a very comfortable looking plushy cushion to it. And Walker says, everyone, this is Renza. Say hello to Renza. Renza raises 
he raises his hand and he waves to everyone, but he, you can't really see his eyes because his bangs are like covering his face. He seems like he's mm -hmm. kind of quiet. Then he takes everyone's attention to Tomatoma. There is an old woman. She is wearing um, a very elegant dress with very ornate shapes inscribed on it that are the same as the murals that surround the place. Her eyes are very friendly and they're the kind of grandmothery like eyes that are like completely shut all of the time. But mm -hmm. uh, she has a very warm smile. And her head moves up to look up towards Cindy, as well as the paralyzed man that you've picked up. And she immediately springs to action. She has a Pokemon with her. Um, it is very distinctly an Altaria. However, it seems a lot less fierce than Patricia. It seems very, very fluffy. And it is just a beaming smile on its face all the time. And as Tomatoma steps up, so does Altaria. Tomatoma says, oh, honey, oh, sweetie, please, please sit down. And she's talking to Cindy and she says to Gimli, please put him on the bed. Yeah, no problem. She evaluates the man first because it seems like he's in like a more critical condition. She grabs some herbs. She gets some water. And she finds some sort of solve and she applies it all really quickly. She's very efficient. And in a matter of like 45 seconds, she turns around. Her eyes permanently close just because of her grandmothery wrinkles. She says, he'll be fine in the morning. She turns over to Cindy and she says, all right, what's wrong? What happened? I fell off an agron. It hurt. She giggles and she says, we've all been there. And she does something particularly interesting. She hovers her hands around Cindy and she says, where do you hurt? everywhere tomatoma says very well and she kind of just gently rubs cindy over her body and a green light emanates from her hands quite magically literally hmm. and in the moment oh. cindy begins to feel better and better she feels kind of uncomfortable as she notices her ribs re-solidifying together and after just a matter of seconds she feels fully rejuvenated hmm. how did you do that <laughs> are you asking this Yes. She smiles and she says, it's Draconid Healing Magic. Elodie oh. should learn some of that. I, yeah, can I learn Draconid Healing Magic? Are you asking? Or is it like, yes. Roll charisma. Yes. Please. I got a 13. She says, I'll gladly try to teach you. <gasps> Let's go. Is there other magics? <laughs> <laughs> Are there other Draconid Magics we can learn? She Can says, and rocks with my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually asking these things or no? <laughs> no, no, no? Okay. Walker kind of turns a gesture and he says, Travelers, I'd like to introduce you to the Draconid tribe. And there are four very old looking people standing in this room and uh, a variety of expressions. And they have some pretty fierce, awesome looking Pokemon. They say, you came just in time for the start of the ceremony. Please let us know if you need anything, but otherwise we'd ask you to go wait out around the central platform and we'll meet you there in a few moments. All right. Is there anything you want to do to suss them out? You want to make some checks? You want to do anything while you're in here? Hmm. Trust them implicitly. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of hmm. on the trust them implicitly vibe. Okay. As you are about to exit, there's a friend standing at the door. It is Zatu. Oh. Zatu did not... Forget about you all. Zatu is holding a little pouch in its beak. It wants to give it to someone. I'll put my so hand up to receive him. Yeah. Well, like, he, yeah he's just kind of standing in front of all of you. He doesn't really care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. taking it? Yeah. Do you want to open the bags in front of everyone or do you want to do it secretly? No, I'll open it in front of everybody. Okay. There is an equivalent currency of 300 Poké Dollars. Oh, 
But I guess this is for saving them, huh? <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps it's... Uh, who knows? Who knows? You did a good job. And there is four mysterious little blue candies. Oh. Do I recognize this candy? Are they rare candy? Uh, <laughs> yes to both of those questions. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Nice. Gimli's in right, position can... of everything right now, just for clarity. Well, I mean, there's enough for everybody, so <laughs> we can definitely split this here amongst the Paco. So everybody gets a candy? Except Sam. Sam Sam doesn't need one. She doesn't she doesn't care. She's just happy to, yeah. to you're doing her a favor. She doesn't need the spoils from something yeah. that she couldn't have done herself. Yep. And well, then we each get seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. You could offer her if you want. You could see what she says. Sam, do you want do you want to split this evenly? Because you you were with us too. Uh, you helped carry me. He says, "Don't don't give me seventy five, but like I did use a pokeball. I could use a little bit of money if that's okay." Well, I mean, we'll, we'll all split it even. We can each get sixty. That's fine. Just, uh, you, you don't have to. I mean, oh well. No. Oh, you're with us so so long. It's fine. Yeah. I don't feel like doing math. Sixty's good. It's yeah, it's sixty each. Yeah, you do that. Great. Everyone's got a little bit more money. Do you follow Walker's instructions and go wait? at this area that's around the stage that has flags and etchings on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do that. You look around you and you notice that uh, the only people who are around here are people who seem to be trainers. They all are like dressed appropriately for adventuring. No one seems out of place. There's really no young people. Um, there's an eclectic variety of people in Pokemon. There's some Pokemon you've seen before. There's some that you've never seen before. And they all seem to have a combination of like confusion and excitement and like intrigue. They're all like are glad they're here, but they're still not really sure why they're here, but they're like stoked to be here. And apparently the, the, the people who live in this village are really kind. You spend some time chatting around. Uh, you're welcome to make any sorts of checks, but otherwise I will probably just start this thing. Let's start the thing. Okay, yeah, let's just do it. You all sit down and then a moment of time passes. And then all of the elders, Walker and his Skarmory, Jenga and his Tyrantrum, Renza and his Gudra, Omatoma, her Altaria step onto the stage Walker steps forward he says welcome everyone we're so glad you decided to, to come tonight allow me to give you some perspective you've come to the Millennium Festival this takes place every 1000 years on the night of the infamous Draconid Meteor Shower which are the namesake of our people every 1000 years the Dragon Lord would appear in the night sky and dance with the falling meteors and create a beautiful spectacle in the night sky at the end of the spectacle the Dragon Lord would descend into Meteor Falls, into Draconid Village. The people living here would throw a magnificent feast and celebrate it, battle Pokemon, and for the entire night, for two nights in a row. All while the Dragon Lord staying and watching and joined the revelry of their people. Us Draconids would dance and drink until everyone would collapse from the joyous exhaustion, and in the morning after the second night, the great Dragon Lord would be gone. This tradition occurs every 1,000 years. And tonight... We eagerly await the greeting of our great protector, the Dragon Lord, once again. There's like a moment of applause and people are cheering and people are like confused. Oh, oh. Woo, 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 woo. Kind of cool. Kind of interesting. Walker takes a breath. He says, in light of some events, we will be celebrating a little differently than our ancestors have in the past. We are short of a key personnel, a representative of our tribe that we've always had. Their role is the Lore Keeper. The Lore Keeper is a unique individual whose duties are integral to the Draconid tribe as well as the Millennium Festival. Apart from being the individual of the village tasked with the maintenance, translation, and updating of our lore scriptures, 
The Lord Keeper is the sole individual with the ability to call upon the Dragon Lord in Hoenn's time of need from our secret sanctum. Any individual may go to our holy sanctum and call upon the Dragon Lord, but if the individual does not possess the properties of the Lord Keeper, does not recite the incantation, and most importantly, is not recognized as a Lord Keeper by birthright, the Dragon Lord will not descend to give aid. This is why we are glad that you are all here today, because we are short of this critical role. We are not certain how many more Millennium Festivals will take place. He gestures behind him, he says. Among those of us who remain, most of us are too old to have children of our own anymore. So we hope to share this last fantastic Millennium Festival with you all. Now, enough sadness. Let's have a festival for the ages. Hope that the Great Dragon Lord will bless us once again with their presence. And let's begin the Millennium Festival. And there's cheering and applause, and it seems like there's some sort of like pyrotechnics. Uh, it's, it's really just some Pokemon on, around the stage, and they are uh, blowing fire out and about. Everyone's getting real excited because something is about to happen. Each of the four elders of the Draconid tribe take each corner of the stage, and they stand poised alongside their Pokemon. It seems like they are about to conduct some sort of traditional thing, some sort of ceremonious event, and that's where we'll end the session. Thanks for listening to episode 45 of Dunsparce and Drampa. Extra special thanks to our latest Patreon supporters, Shadow, Omega, Winters, and Sydney. We're at 35 patrons, and as a reminder, once we hit 50, I'll be writing up a side story campaign for the players played from the perspective of Team NRG admins. Check out our Linktree link, which leads to not only our Patreon, but also our Twitter, where you can shout praise and criticism and fan art at us that we'd love to read, as well as our Discord server, where daily discussion about the adventure takes place, and the listeners are even starting work on a wiki page? If that sounds cool to you, come find us at linktr.ee slash d-u-n-s-p-a-r-c-e. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Okay. I'm sorry, I had a thought. Okay. I was What's like, he said, he said he said he was Walker, and this is my Scarry Texas Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god! Heard, heard name yet. That's so funny. It is now the bird's name. Oh, do you want to hear the bird? Holy like, shit! <laughs> Maybe it's God Dunsparce. It's the mascot. <laughs> after all, like, it is yes, the mascot. It is the mascot. It could be do be mascotting. Um, OC Dunsparce evolution real. Thank you for racing the trainers. I, he turns into Arceus. It's like all along. I have been the one. <laughs> Thank you for showing me true kindness. Everyone else left me for death. <laughs> but you came and rescued me. It, 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 it eats Samson game sentience. Imagine we encounter like Palkia and it's like, it's like, oh God. Our Lord, <laughs> Father, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> You've been lost for so long. And he goes, Wait. <laughs> he goes, beep, 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 boop. <laughs> All right, so the campaign isn't over now until we catch Grandpa. That's, true. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right, true. No, but I feel like it's beginning, actually. <laughs>